Thank you so much, uh, Pastor David and Pastor Nicola, for inviting me to, you know, fellowship with you today. I've been excited, you know, looking forward to it. And I've been blessed tremendously by the worship this morning. Can you hear me okay? Amen. I hope my accent is not too bad for you. Yeah? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. You know, when I first got into this country in 2006, you know, uh, there are so many things that I didn't know, I, I didn't know about. You know, uh, the Jody accent was very strange to me. I remember in 2007, I turned up at work one day, and my boss told me at work, he said, George, I'm going to see you. George is my middle name, by the way, but I like making it difficult for people, so I go by my first name, which is Oluyomi. It's very tongue-twisting, right? Tell your neighbor, Oluyomi. Wow. How many people got it right? Amen. So, you know, my boss told me at work, he said, I'll see you at, at dinner time. And I was thinking, dinner? Come on, man. I signed a contract up to 5 p.m., not dinner time. <laughs> Where I'm coming from, dinner is evening meal. You must have closed from work before you have dinner. I didn't know he was talking about lunch. But over years, I've come to learn, amen? I'm now an adopted Jordi son, amen? Hallelujah, amen? God bless you. Thank you so much for inviting us. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for the work that you are doing here, you know, we appreciate God. It's such a wonderful thing that the body of Christ is so blessed, right? And being here today is such a joy for me to see another dimension of what God is doing in the body of Christ. Thank you for your faithfulness. We honor you, Pastor Nicola and Pastor David. God bless you, and the Lord increase you mightily in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thank you to all the church, you know, workers, people who are serving here. You know, thank you to the worship team. Thank you to everyone. You know, the Lord bless you in Jesus. I bring greetings from my wife, my lovely, lovely wife, right? You've not met her, but she's a blessed person. How do I know she's blessed? She's married to me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. By the grace of God, I understand that you have been looking at, you know, I mean, uh, the subject of diversity, unity in diversity, the blessing you know, of unity in diversity and things like that. And by the grace of God, as the Spirit of God gives me grace, I'm going to carry on, you know, in that subject this morning. And I will be sharing very briefly. By the way, when I saw the time I was given, you know, I had to pray for a special anointing so that I can preach. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. My wife told me this morning, he said, how long have you got? I said, 25 minutes. He said, you need special grace. I said, yes. <laughs> Because I preach for one and a half hours where I'm coming from. Amen? Should I go ahead and do that this morning? No. You better respond, amen, so that I don't carry on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to share quickly this morning what I've titled from every nation, tongue, and tribe. From every nation, tongue, and tribe. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word, give light, and it gives understanding to the simple. Lord, you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but he will live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We appreciate you for your word that you have given us and for the life that we have through your word. This morning, we humble ourselves and we are saying, speak into our lives, Lord. Lord, teach us your word this morning. Illuminate our hearts, Lord, through the power of your word and change us, O oh God, to whom you want us to be. Father, we thank you and we appreciate you. I ask for unction and grace, Lord, that makes preaching and teaching easy, 
But Lord God, I ask for the backing of the power of your spirit this morning. Lord, that Father, this moment, this very moment, let it be, O oh God, an indelible moment in our life. Let it be a moment of great blessing for each and every one of us. We thank you for you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The church say amen. 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 I come from a church where I get response, right? So please, you're going to respond this morning, right? We're going to preach together this morning and teach together. This. Is that okay? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, and I, I, I would say the first thing I would like to say this morning is that in my very little work as a Christian, by the grace of God, I was saved in 1998. I gave my life to Jesus, surrendered totally to him, right, in 1998. And ever since that time, to the glory of God, I've never looked back. Right, And in my experience as a believer, there are so many things I've come to learn about God. There are so many things I've come to discover about the God that you and I serve. And one of the things I've come to discover, I will share briefly a few of those things this morning, then I will tie it up, you know, and get into the meat, real meat of the message. Now, the first thing I've discovered is that the plan of God is for all men, irrespective of where they come from, to be saved. I saw in scriptures that God's plan and purpose is for every man. When I mean man, I'm not just talking about the male. I'm talking about the female as well. God's plan and purpose is for all men to be saved. It's for women to be saved, irrespective of where they come from. It's for men to be saved, irrespective of where they come from. It's for children, youth, boys and girls, right, old and young, to be saved. That's the plan and purpose of God. I saw that in scriptures. And this morning, John chapter 3, verse 16, is a popular scripture that we all know. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The Bible says, whosoever. Whosoever believes, right, irrespective of where they come from, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gives us insight into the plan of God for humanity. The plan of God is that all men, irrespective of where they come from, all women, irrespective of where they come from, all boys and girls, irrespective of their background, right, is that they be saved. That's the first thing I saw in scriptures. Another scripture that I love so much is Luke chapter 19 verse 10. He says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. The Son of Man, talking about Jesus, is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Let me say this. Irrespective of where we come from, we were all lost at some point. Thank God for our life now. Thank God that we have Jesus. But we were all lost at some point. We were all lost. Our lives was going in a, in a particular direction before we met Christ. Right? We've all got different stories this morning. As our faces differ, so our stories differ. Right? We have different background. We have different things that we have gone through in life. But we thank God this morning that we all have one testimony. That though we were something else, now we are in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. What am I saying this morning? I discovered through the scripture that the plan, one of the plan of God, is that all men, irrespective of where they come from, should be saved. In fact, I discovered that there is a place in Christ for all humanity. I discovered there is a place in Christ for all humanity. There is a place in Jesus Christ 
for all humanity. There's a place in Christ. Everyone has got a place in Christ. It's only a matter of time for, for us to take our place in Christ. Thank God for those of us who have taken our place in Christ. How do we take our place in Christ? We take our place by accepting him as our Lord and as our Savior. That's how we do it. But you see, those, of, those guys out there who have not yet accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, there is a place in Christ for them. There's a place in Jesus Christ for them. There's a place in Christ for them. And I will want to read a scripture for us just to back it up because whatever we say, we must back up with the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. Right? I will read from verse 1. Is it projected? Amen. God bless you. Can we read it together? Maybe we'll read it together. Hallelujah. One, two, go, church. Let's read it together. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the hair, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following his desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Hallelujah. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages it might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus, God, raised us up together with Christ. When we were dead in trespasses, when we were dead in sin, when Jesus hung on the cross, he represented you and I. Despite the fact that we have not been born then, Jesus paid the price for our salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So there is a place in Christ for everyone. There is a place in Christ for everyone. Hallelujah. I want you to ask your neighbor this morning, ask your neighbor and ask them, him or her, ask him or her, have you taken your place in Christ? Uh, go ahead and ask. Go ahead. Be bold. Be bold. Come on. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Have you taken your place in Christ? There is a place in Christ for every one of us. There is a place in Christ for every one of us. There is a place in Christ. Let me say this, God's plan and purpose is that men from all nations, from all tongues, from all tribes come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's a place in Christ. There's a place in Christ for that man in China. There's a place in Christ for that man, you know, in where again? Where's the Father's place? Amen. Come on. You shout it. Amen. Australia, how far have you gone? How far have you traveled? Amen. How Sunderland, God bless you, sir. There's a place in Christ. For that man in Sunderland, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. There's a place in Christ. There's a place in Christ. Let me see this. God wants everyone to come into their place in him. There's a place in Jesus Christ. You know, another thing I see, you know, uh, time, please just let me know, right? Time, just give me signal from the back, right? Give me signal. God bless you. Another thing I've seen is that the vision of heaven that God gave to John in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, right, the Bible says there, is that of a multitude from every tongue, every nation, 
every tribe. Right? The Bible says, after this I looked, and there, and there before me was a great multitude. No one could count. Amen. From every nation, from every tribe, from every people, from every language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb. They were wearing the white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, right? Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. Glory to Jesus. What am I saying this morning? The Bible says the multitude in heaven, they were from every nation, every tongue, and every tribe, right? This scripture talks about the saints who are saved in tribulation. But it says that they are from people, people from every nation, from every tongue, and from every tribe. Don't forget the title of my message this morning. From every nation, from every tongue, and from every tribe. The purpose of God is that all men be saved. Right? Now, having said all of what I've said, let me move forward a bit because of our time. Right? The plan of God is to save men and women, boys and girls, irrespective of where they come from. Right? Another thing I want to say quickly this morning is that I found and discovered that the gospel is God's instrument for saving the lost. Gospel is God's instrument for saving the lost. Now, God has a plan to save everyone. But how does he accomplish that? He accomplishes it through the gospel. The gospel is God's instrument for saving the lost. Paul, Apostle Paul, speaking by the Spirit of the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 to 17, says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Everyone, irrespective of where they come from. He said that's the power of God to salvation for them. Brethren, you and I, we have had the gospel at one point in time, and that's why we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. I can never forget, in 1998, I went to a university in Nigeria called Amadubelo University, you know, seeking admission as a young man. And that, that moment, I entered into a youth fellowship meeting, and the man of God preached the gospel. And God, I had it in a different way. God touched my heart through the power of the gospel that day, and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. For definite, I knew that something happened in my life since that day. What am I saying? The power of God to salvation is the gospel. The gospel, the gospel is God's instrument of saving people irrespective of where they come from. And I love it so much. I get excited about the power of the gospel. Let me say this this morning, that the power of God is able to save everyone. He's able to bring into salvation everyone, people irrespective of their background, irrespective of the nation that they come from, irrespective of the language that they speak. The power of the gospel is the same. I've seen white people with tears in their hair, when they, with eyes when they hear the gospel. I've seen black men roll on the floor, respond to the power of the gospel, right? Because the gospel is God's instrument of saving men. Hallelujah. Are you still with me this morning? Right? Are you still with me this morning? God bless you. So the gospel is God's instrument for salvation. That's what God uses to save us. And that's why any church who will be relevant in this time and age, must be a church that prioritizes the gospel. Hallelujah. It must be a church that gives emphasis to the gospel. Brethren, irrespective of what we do, the gospel must be the core of whatever we are doing in Christ. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me this morning? Tell your neighbor, say, I agree with the pastor. God bless you. Amen. 
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, having said that, I'm laying foundation, and I'll be finishing very soon because of our time. Number three thing I want to say, that as men and women, boys and girls, respond to the gospel, one of the things that we begin to see in the church or in the body of Christ is diversity of race. Many people begin to come. I remember when we were, you know, uh, I joined the Apostolic Church in 2006. I, I mean, we began to see people. Up to today, we are seeing people from different countries come into the church, give their life to Jesus, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We are seeing people from India. We are freeing people from Pakistan. We are seeing people from many nations of the world. What am I saying? As the gospel is preached, right, God uses the gospel to save men. And what happens is that we begin to see diversity of race, diversity of culture. Thank God for the worship team this morning. I saw people singing Onisha Iyanu. Do you know what it means? Hallelujah. It means God of wonders. That's what it means. Diversity of language, diversity of culture. That's what we begin to see in the church. And I believe the church must be ready to accommodate that. Right? Why am I saying that this morning? It's important for us to hear this and hear it well this morning because I believe these are the times that God is moving us. The end harvest that God is bringing into the church is a diverse harvest. It's a diverse harvest. It's a diverse harvest. And the church must be prepared to be able to accommodate and embrace the harvest that God is bringing in. So we begin to see people. We begin to see, you know, people from different nations, different talks, and different languages. Another diversity quickly that we see as people begin to come in is that we begin to see another diversity, which is different giftings. Giftings in people's life. Different giftings. People come in, right, irrespective of their nation. They come in with their gifting, right? Not everybody can preach and teach like I do, amen? But there are so many things that I cannot do, right, in the church that someone else can do. Someone else may be able to just welcome people better, right? Give them a warm handshake. They feel like coming the next Sunday. They are looking at time. Right? Monday, they are counting. Tuesday, they are counting. Wednesday, they are counting. They are looking forward to see that handshake, see that lovely smile again in church. Am I talking about someone, one of the worship team this morning? God bless you. The, the welcome team this morning were fantastic, amen? They made us feel so welcome. God bless you, welcome team, right? God bless you, God bless you. What am I saying? There is a gifting in our life, different giftings. People from different countries with different giftings. That's what we begin to see. Now, let me begin to close. Now, if you have been to our church, I close five times, Amen. So this is the first one, right? <laughs> Let me begin to close. The word diversity has been abused in our world. I must say that because when we hear the word diversity, it's quite different from what it is in the church. Thank God for the diversity of gifts, diversity of race that we are having in the church. But you see, the word diversity has been abused. And what happened is that the world wants to force on us the definition of diversity, which at times negates or is different from God's view of diversity. Having said that this morning, let me say this. Let me say this to us this morning. Let me say this clearly. I'll say it. I'll say it. And I'll say it very, very carefully. Let me say this. The standard of God remains the same forever. Sin is sin. Tell your neighbor, sin is sin. Ah, uh, you're afraid to say it. Say sin is sin. Uh, okay, maybe you won't invite me again. Amen. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter. Let's speak the truth. Amen. Sin is sin. And God's standard is the same. 
Let me say this. At times, people want us to embrace certain things that we know negate the word of God. But having said that this morning, we, you and I, as believers, we've got to stand our ground. And I pray for grace for each and every one of us to be able to stand our ground in Jesus' name. When we get home, let's read Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. Now, I begin to close again. Number two, closing number two. What should be our mindset regarding diversity that God is bringing? Listen to this. What should be our mindset? Number one, Romans chapter 12, verse 5 to 8. Let's quickly read that scripture. Then we begin to close. Now, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the all, all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Right? Let's read the second one. So, verse, next one. Is that the end? Amen? According to your faith. God bless you. Maybe we'll stop there. Right? What is, this scripture is saying is that though we are many, say though we are many, we are one body. Now, the first thing that I believe should be our mindset towards diversity that God is bringing is that we must have a mindset that diversity is the plan of God. Though we are many. He's talking about the plan of God. Diversity is the plan of God. It's the plan of God. Number two, quickly, because of our time. What, again, should be our mindset for diversity that God is bringing we need to have a mindset that we need each other. I go back to that scripture. God bless you, Technica. Can you bring it up again? He said, though we are many, form one what? Body. Now, everybody, which of, you, which of the part of your body is useless? Tell me one. If you have any part of your body that is useless, let me know. Is it the finger? Let's cut it off and let's see. Amen. I'm just joking. Amen. Don't cut it off. But what I'm saying is that every member of the body is useful irrespective of whether, I mean, the size of the member is useful, right? At times, you might not value this little finger, but you need to lose it until you value it. <laughs> you see that? He said, though we are many, we are what? Members, you know, we form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. Another translation says, each member depends on the other. What is the mindset that I should have towards diversity? Number two, quickly. We need to have a mindset that we need each other. You need each other. We need each other. God has brought you into my life to be a blessing to me. God has brought Pastor David into my life to be a blessing unto me. And nothing should stand as a barrier to us being a blessing to each other. We need each other. We need each other. That's the second thing I want to say. Then I ran off for the last time. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll make it three times now. Pastor David is almost right, standing up. Amen. God bless you. You have invited me. Amen. You are stuck with me today. Amen. God bless you. We need each other. People of God, don't stand alone. What the devil wants to do in this same time is to isolate people. Isolate them so that he can get them. Let me say this. We stand together, we are strong. We stand together, we are able to accomplish a lot more. The Bible says that one will chase a thousand. Normally you think that two. You know, I know we quote that scripture in marriage a lot. You, normal mathematics tells me that two should chase what? If one is chasing one thousand, how many of us know mass here? Amen. Or there are only geographers here? Amen. One will chase one thousand. What's the normal thing that two should chase? 2,000. But what does the scripture say? 
10,000. Does it follow arithmetic, normal arithmetic? It tells us the power in unity. Power in unity. The church can achieve a lot more when we embrace the diversity that God is bringing to our lives. We can achieve a lot more. Don't let the enemy isolate you in this end time. I pray the Lord keep us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll stop there so that I can be invited next time. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's rise up and give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus.